Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. On this week's show, we go deep, deep into the world of security as we talk all about pen testing. So, settle back and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to this week's Tech Interviews. So, uh, on this week's show, we're going to be taking a look at a topic that continues to be top of mind for uh, certainly the people who listen to this show, IT pros, uh, you know, IT decision makers. This is this is a thing right at the top of their agendas. You know, we're going to take a look again at the world of cybersecurity. So, a few episodes back, we did a piece looking at kind of cyber threat hunting and taking a proactive stance when it comes to building your cyber uh, kind of cybersecurity strategy. Um, and we're going to take another look at that this week as well. By taking a slightly different view of how we develop our proactive um, kind of proactive cybersecurity strategy, and take a look at the world of penetration testing. So you know, looking for vulnerabilities uh, and, and understanding much better kind of where potentially you you have gaps in your uh, your infrastructure and, and things you might want to deal with. So to help me to do that, I'm joined by a special guest this week, Phil Graham. Hi, Phil. How are you? Hi, Paul. Yeah, very well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, very good. Thanks. And uh, well, nice to have you on the show. Thanks for joining Tech Interviews this week. So, um, well, look, before we get going on our topic, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, tell tell the listeners uh, who you are and what it is you do? Yeah, so my name is Phil Graham. I've been pen testing for eight years. Um, I absolutely love the job. I love, love what I do. I'm one of those lucky people that everybody hates. Um, I'm a director for a company called Sequoia Consulting. Um, and to give you a little overview of our experience and kind of what we do. Um, I'll give you a little, I guess, analogy. So if you flew over to Ireland, we've tested the guidance systems, stop breathing the airplanes. Once you land and you're in the terminal, we've tested systems within the terminals. Once you leave and get your bus or taxi to the destination you're going to, uh, we've tested the NCT uh, systems, which NCT is the Irish equivalent to an MOT. So we tested all the systems up on that backbone. Uh, we've then tested all the, some of the toll roads that you'll use as you, as you go up and down the motorways. And finally, when you make a transaction in the city centre or wherever your destination is, we've tested the backbone infrastructure that uh, credit cards actually use. So that's kind of a little intro about what we do without getting too technical. So, well, that's a really interesting intro, um, actually, Phil, because I think what that does is show um, kind of the breadth of what pen testing covers as well, you know, because I think for lots of us, we might think of a pen test as hitting a, a kind of a perimeter firewall and seeing have we got gaps in there, are the ports we need to close, that kind of thing. I think for, certainly with my experience, as, as kind of we start out down this route of, of looking at penetration testing, I think that tends to be the view that I see with, with quite a lot of organizations. It's just something that's done from the outside looking in um, and just looking at maybe testing perimeter security and stuff. And obviously, as you've just kind of touched on there, it goes goes much broader than that. Um, and maybe that, maybe that's a good starting point before we talk more about how we go about doing penetration testing. Uh, you know, have you got a def- definition of what it is we mean when, when we talk about that? So I guess, I guess a pen test is an authorized hack of systems and applications to uncover security flaws that may be underlining to give you an idea of what security, what your security posture is like. Um, I kind of believe it's split broadly into three main streams. So kind of, it's going from pen test, I kind of like to break it out a little bit. People argue there's more, people argue there's less. I like to kind of go broadly with three. So they, they're vulnerability assessments. And again, I'll take this back into a nice little analogy. Uh, so a vulnerability assessment is kind of like a low level, what you might start out doing. So it's kind of a look at your systems, where your patch levels are, 
um, and low-hanging fruit and how you can instantly improve your cybersecurity from there. So, so the analogy would be your house. It would be you're looking around the outside of the perimeter, seeing if we can get in through, say, an open window without actually trying to force the window. So a penetration test would be a little bit deeper than that. So a penetration test would be trying to actually get into your house. So we might force the door or we might force the window and we'll try and get in your systems that way. And the third would be kind of goal-based pen testing where somebody gives you a specific goal for you to achieve. So that would be where we try and break into your house and then uh, we might find, uncover your car keys or you might have a safe in your house, we'll try and break into that safe and we might recover your passport and then we'll leave taking the car off the driveway. Um, so then, you know, that would actually impact your business and how it draws into your business would be something like if we take your car, you won't be able to get to work and you won't, it will directly impact your business. We try and tie it all back into business impact. Yeah, so that's a so again, so that's an interesting point, isn't it? The the idea of, of looking at, at business impact, you know, because I because I think often we um, will maybe look at cybersecurity as uh, it, it kind of an IT problem. You know, we, we'll look at it and say that well, you know, it's it's we we end up with our files encrypted. That's an IT problem, or we end up with an application down. That's an IT problem. But I think as you've talked about there, actually, it's it's what is the wider impact of that? And I mean, I mean, do you see that as a kind of a general problem? Maybe when you first talk to an organisation, they see a pen test very much as an IT thing, or or do people understand the kind of that 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 process of business impact? A little bit of both, to be honest. Um, I'd say historically, it was definitely more just a pen test is, is something that we need. Uh, and we still do see a lot of that. But a lot of companies are now starting to understand that it is business impact and it's the risk associated um, with their business and their exposure. You know, so if, if, if an attacker was to breach them, first of all, what could they find? What could they do? And how would that impact the business? It starts to become more and more prevalent especially with the sort of larger organizations they're now sort of taking that on board so so actually one thing you said in there is again that um uh, and i was just kind of making a note as you were talking there that about because one of the things i was thinking there about is why would you pen test you know what, what's the kind of drive that that you know because i think we can talk about you you mentioned it earlier on this idea of cybersecurity posture and i think we we all look at this and i mentioned right in the intro that, that it's very high on the list of priorities for people that you know how do we how do we have a better cybersecurity posture you know how do we make sure that our data and our our key uh, kind of business assets are kept more secure um but I th- you said something quite interesting there about what will people find um you know so when uh, so if somebody does get in and you are breach and what what are they likely to find you know is that is that quite a good starting point for why you might do a pen test is actually that people don't necessarily understand actually what they have in their organization and and what what potentially is vulnerable and and open to access yeah it is i'd say there's a few reasons but that's definitely one of them so i suppose we're seeing a lot of companies come to us and a lot of customers come to us who want to know what an attacker could do um, so, and what information they can retrieve, and lots of companies um, don't always understand what their data is and how losing that data could severely impact them, especially under new regulations such as GDPR. Um, and, and I suppose regulations are again a, a, another reason why people get pen tests. So, you know, you do have requirements. PCI DSS mandates that people must be pen tested. ISO 27001 and GDPR both recommend it. Um, so there's regulations as well. So it's, it's improving your, your, your cyber security posture, regulations, 
And also, people are hundreds of want to know exactly where they are with the security posture. You know, they don't, they might not know how what their exposure is online, for instance. And obviously, uh, the internet is a big attack vector uh, for attackers to use because it's you can find out a lot of information about people and companies quite readily and easily. So there's a lot of risk and exposure out there, and companies kind of want to know what that is. So I'd say they're kind of the three main reasons why people decide they want to get a pen test, and I'd say improving cybersecurity posture is definitely a big one. Yeah, and and I think that's and again, I suppose it's one of those things that is is the starting point. If somebody comes to you, and you know, because I, I I suppose one of the things that we see is that that people the idea of getting a pen test done tends to be um, it's it's not it's not something that we see as kind of a common thing in a lot of organisations. I think you know they will maybe do uh, something like Cyber Essentials, or they will maybe do some kind of um, piece of work around trying to understand their data. Uh, I mean, is that is that something you see at the moment? Is is doing pen testing something that lots of companies are starting to adopt, or is it still relatively early days? And and if they're not adopting it, I mean, why? What 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 are some of the things that stops a company adopting pen testing? I think, to be honest, it's a little bit of both. To, to give you a to give you a vague answer, so yes, it is something that they are adopting. Um, as mentioned, companies are now becoming more aware, and especially with regulations now in place. Uh, they are realising that pen testing actually is a big thing, but there are still a lot of companies out there that maybe don't have the budget or don't see uh, cybersecurity as, a, as a, a, a thing that impacts them, when in reality it kind of impacts every company in the world. Um, you know, if any data is lost, it, it is a massive impact. Yeah, and, and, and I suppose the... Um... It's often that idea as well about because it's something that we see increasingly that even when companies might have a um, let's let's say more relaxed view to their cybersecurity, so don't feel that they are a, a huge risk. You know, maybe it, it's that kind of old story, isn't it? That well, who would be interested in my information? Who'd be interested in my data? But often it's not just that. I mean, sometimes it's that kind of you're just unlucky. You know, you've clicked the wrong link at the wrong time. It's a kind of a flyby cybersecurity breach. But also what we're seeing increasingly is the idea that um, supply chain is asking for this. So, you know, you supply to a bigger company, that bigger company might be asking you about your cybersecurity posture. Is, is that something else you're seeing more commonly as a driver, that the companies have been taken down the route of doing things like pen testing because actually their supply chain, either their customers or um, the people they, they are supplied by or from, you know, that they're, they're asking for this kind of stuff? It's a very good point, actually. Yes, it is something that we've seen a massive increase over the last, say, two or three years. Um, and lots of companies are now being asked by their supply chain to, to, to go and get pen tested because if you're holding somebody else's data, they want to know how that data is stored and how that is kept and if that's secure and if it's safe. And it's peace of mind then for, for, for as you mentioned, the supply chain. It, it gives peace of mind to everybody. So it's, it's something we are, we are seeing a lot more of. So, and I mean, something else you, you talked about there as well, and I, and I think it's kind of one of those common misconceptions that we see. You know, I started off by talking about, you know, my, my initial experience with pen testing is this view that it's an external attack looking inwards. But a couple of things you've talked about there around this kind of wider assessment around once you're, once you're in, you know, what happens then. So, so is it true to say, you know, that a, a pen test is not just about external threat looking in, but actually as a, as a pen tester, uh, one of the things that you will do is sit on the inside side and look what's vulnerable to those people once uh, once they're within the protective bounds of a firewall i guess yeah it totally is so as i mentioned obviously online is, is a big threat 
So we kind of classify pen testing to sort of two broad categories, um, which is internal and external, which which do sub, yeah, fit those subcategories of what I mentioned before, vulnerability uh, scanning, penetration testing, and, and goal-based penetration testing. They kind of both fit into these two, internal or external. So that's external is sort of everything that's on the internet. Uh, so it's, it's remotely testing your online presence, uh, finding attack vectors that attackers can leverage. So this could be looking at your, as I mentioned, online presence. It could be looking at your website, applications that are hosted online, your VPNs. Can, can somebody circumvent your VPN? And that brings us down into internal testing. So if someone was to find your VPN online and was managed to bypass those, the security in place there, that would put them there on their internal network. So an internal test is replicating what an attacker could do if they managed to bypass your online presence and land in your internal network. It also replicates what an attacker could do if you were unlucky enough to, um, to have a phishing attack against your company and an attacker manages to compromise one of your machines through a malicious email. What could that attacker do, then do from that point of view? And it also replicates, and this is something that's sometimes overlooked, a disgruntled employee. If somebody in your organization is unhappy, what can they do? And lots of people think that won't really affect us all our employees are happy. It's actually something I see quite a lot of. Um, we do some incident response around employees who've done stuff when they've left or taken data or messed with something in, in some way. And it's kind of been a little bit of a nightmare for companies. So it is something that does actually happen. I, I love the idea that um, all companies think all their employees are really happy all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's a that's a great place to be, and, and I'm sure for people listening to this show, that is absolutely true. It's just the other people who aren't. But um, so, I, so one of the things actually, just talking about that kind of external stuff as well. The um, one of the things you kind of touched on there was looking at. Um, people building a picture of somebody's online presence you know and trying so so i mean because for and this is for me and i i assume that pen testing is one of those things that is done as uh, you know we're looking at open ports we're looking for uh, places we can expose malicious code maybe on a website etc but from the way you're talking there i mean do you go further than that as well you look at somebody's online presence and maybe look at how open they are to somebody crafting a phishing attack or um, you know, or is that kind of does that go beyond kind of what what you do as a pen tester? No, we'll, 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 we will definitely look at people's online presence. So if we've got some tools around this. Actually, it's something that uh, my business partner is very very interested in. And it's it's called Oshint, and it's um, open source intelligence gathering, and it's basically finding all the information you can about a company. So this could be um, first of all domains. So you might have a domain. And under that domain, you'll have subdomains. So we list all the subdomains that are associated with your uh, external presence. Uh, and, and that can be often quite large. Um, it's quite surprising sometimes what, what we can find. I mean, it can be as simple as, we'll, we'll take our domain as, as an example, so sakuraconsultant.com. You know, we, we do have things occasionally like admin.sakuraconsultant.com or... Um, vpn.sakuraconsultant.com. We do find things like that. And you might hire us to look at your web application. And your web application may be your main online presence, but there's actually a lot, a lot of other items on the internet associated to your business that you're not considering the risk of. Now, we might not actually look at these for you. We might just be looking at your website. But we will list all these for you and say, well, we found all these, and you might want to look at them. 
And um, we also, along with that, we'll see what email addresses we can find that belong to your company, any information we can find out about people. And if we do, and we often do find a lot of email addresses, is what we can do is we can then see if we see if any of those email addresses have been breached. Um, maybe your LinkedIn account was 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 taken during the breach. I think it was a 2011. I can't remember now when when LinkedIn was breached. But to see if your your passwords are actually in a massive dump anywhere, and can we recover them? Because if you can recover those passwords, can we then use them against your company? Does your company have a login on the website? Can we use the you know the, the password and email address pair to, to log in? Or if there's a VPN, can we use it to log into your VPN? So we try and try and look at everything we can do about your company. Yes, that's really interesting because um, again, you know, and, and, and we, we've obviously spoken before we recorded the show, and obviously we've known each other a little while. But um, you know, again, even that, you know, that's that's the kind of thing that for me almost goes. I, I would have thought went beyond a, a pen test. That's that's quite interesting to know that that you can do that kind of thing. Um, I, I mean, interesting. And that, that kind of leads on nicely to the next question I had. So, so if we're looking at doing a pen test, you know, so if I'm I'm listening to this show and thinking, well, actually, it sounds quite interesting. You know, I'm I'm obviously always interested in how my cybersecurity can be better be more proactive about how we, we protect our business assets um, I mean what are so, so what are the kind of things that I should be looking at you know, what kind of things should I be looking to test what kind of things can a can a good pen tester do um, a good pen tester will be able to do pretty much anything you give them um, to be honest so it, it kind of it, it, it's kind of what you think your scope is and we, we're more than happy to help you realize what your scope might be but a lot of the time, people obviously want the website testing or maybe their internal network, uh, and they're just trying to improve the cybersecurity posture. Like I say, we can go above and beyond that, um, and we can, you know, it could be we do some testing, sort of like black box testing, uh, which would be if your laptop was stolen, um, it may be encrypted, but can any data be recovered? So we do. We'll, we'll even look at laptops. Um, to see if we can recover any data from them in the event that it was accidentally left on a train, for instance, and someone was to pick her up, what data could be recovered. Um, mobile applications, we do a lot of testing around them, so Android and iOS applications. Um, obviously, they, they can hold a lot of companies' data. So, yeah, a good pen tester should be able to, to look at everything that your company has, because in the eyes of an attacker, Attacker may see your company website as a way in, but your actual broader online presence is a lot larger than just a website. So, because um, again, I mean, you're talking there about some some really you know, looking at things like iOS and Android, looking at uh, a la- you know if a laptop gets lost, how, how vulnerable does that that make your organisation? So, so obviously, a pen test can be really, really wide ranging. Actually, much much wider ranging than uh, than I thought even at the beginning of this show. Um, that's, well, that's the point of doing this show for me. It's uh, it's, it's the best it's the best way of me learning stuff. Um, so, but but interestingly, so if I'm listening to this and think, oh, that's a really broad scope. You know, have you got any tips for um, somebody who's maybe Maybe never had a pen test done, or is just considering maybe having looking at pen testing for the first time. You know, is there is there some basic things that you suggest that people should always look at? You know, some some good starting points, um, or is it you know totally unique per per organisation? No, I think I, I think broadly speaking, um, all companies should should have a look at what they have. So that take a little look and find out what you have, what you own, what your assets are. Um, and, and start with vulnerability scans. I mean, it's like I mentioned earlier, it's quite a, a low-touch um, approach to your network. So it will be 
going back to the analogy of the house, it'd be trying to see if you can, if you, if a door's open or a window's open, you could you could possibly walk in through through one of them. Um, but yeah, the, the the very low intensity, and it's a very good place to start because it will help you bring up your service of your deposit quite rapidly. Um, you, what you normally find with, with the first pen test is you'll probably have a few issues that will be a little not not difficult to resolve. Um, but you'll have a couple of issues because obviously it'd be your first time. But as you sort of carry those on, maybe you might do one every quarter. PCI DSS mandates that every quarter that a vulnerability assessment must be done. But as you go through them, your actual number of vulnerabilities against your assets will drop and fall. Um, and what, what we can also do is if you have um, critical assets, we can help you identify what they are and prioritize your remediation. So if you've got critical issues against critical assets, we can highlight them for you so that you can prioritize your remediation. So, so the, because um, one of the things actually just while you're talking there as well, that, that um, you know, I was thinking about that, because I, I think that's quite interesting about kind of prioritizing remediation as well, because I think one of the challenges that we see often with cybersecurity is that somebody will come along and give us some tools or give us some information, but actually you're never quite sure what to do with it. So so helping prioritizing what to deal with, you know, make, makes perfect sense. But something else you kind of touched on there was about regularity of doing pen testing. You know, is this, uh, you know, uh, is, is there any guidance on how often you should do a pen test? I mean, there are the ways to, uh, you know, consistently vulnerability check as well, you know, so so ways that you could be always looking for for vulnerability, so kind of on, ongoing assessment, if you like. Yeah, um, so like, like, like PCI DSS, as I mentioned, mandates four times a year. Uh, I think if, you, if, you, if you're not being regulated by PCI DSS, it, it, it's a case-by-case case instance of kind of how often and how frequently um, you should or shouldn't test. Um, I would definitely say at least a couple of times a year for vulnerability scanning, uh, just so you have a, a, a baseline sort of security posture. You know kind of where your patches are at. You know kind of where your low-hanging fruit are. You kind of know what assets might be the most vulnerable. Um, and you can sort of identify and help protect those assets in a, in a meaningful way. So... Um... Well, yeah, so, so well, I think I'd, you know, uh, that that kind of regularity as well. I think like with all um, cybersecurity, you know, I, I think often people might think it's almost as though I've got a checklist and I tick off, yep, yeah, done cybersecurity, let me go and do the next project. But, you know, I, I, as you've just described there, you know, and I think as with all cybersecurity, it's a constant ongoing loop, isn't it? It's, you know, it's understand situation, assess vulnerability, remediate, start again you know and is, is is that what you see i mean do, do people understand that as well you know did you come across uh, people thinking oh i've had a I've, you know i've had a uh, i've had a vulnerability assessment done i've had a pen test done tick that box move on um or, or do people understand the importance of you've got to keep cycling this or else you know your your vulnerability assessment or your, your pen test is only otherwise it's only kind of good for the day that you've done it but like having a car mot you know it's good for the day you've done it and then we'll have a look again in a year's time you know how, how you're doing it's um it, it, did you see that or, or are people understanding yeah the importance of kind of consistency when they do this stuff i'd say historically it was um maybe it was more of a, a tick box and exercise for want of a better way to describe it uh, but I, I believe now people are understanding that it is a cycle it's not just a one-off test because unfortunately hackers are ever evolving and um, we all know microsoft release patches once a month and um, 
So if you are not applying those patches or you don't understand the way your systems are sat within the patch cycle, or maybe you don't even have a patch cycle, um, you kind of need to understand that this will help you keep your systems and assets up to date and understand the risk. And, uh, and unfortunately, it isn't just a once-off assessment. It is a, a, a definitely a, a flowing um, cycle. As you mentioned, you know you need to understand the risk, assess, assess it, and you know also fix the the issues that you have. So, I, I, sorry, I do believe that people are now starting to understand that it is a cycle. So, um, so well, I, I mean, I think you know that's that's been a really fascinating broad look at kind of pen testing, and you know, and and I, I you know, there's actually the scope of what you can test, I think, is quite interesting, and I, and I hadn't appreciated some of the things that a good pen tester will also go and do. You know, I think as you said, yeah, look at probably from a, a customer point of view, somebody wants a pen test doing, you know, just think about where you feel you're vulnerable. A good pen tester should be able to to help with that. So, but but actually, before we wrap up, then, you know, obviously, you mentioned before your your company your director at Sakura Consulting um so, so what kind of services do you guys do you know what, how, how can you help somebody if they're listening to this thinking yeah I could do with a, a pen test I'm, I'm looking for somebody who can help me out you know what, what kind of things can you guys do you know how, how can you help people out well we, we we like to take on the sort of broad spectrum of, of kind of everything um so we'll, we'll do you know if you start out and you you want a vulnerability assessment we're more than happy to to take a look at your systems and and do a low low touch give you an idea of what's out there and and how you can help fix these issues right through to the, to the other end of it which we're, we're happy to go off and, and sit in your internal network and have a, a real deep look at what underlying problems you have on your network um, but we're also happy to offer advice if you, if you just want if you're starting out or even if you, you've been doing this for, for five years and you just want a little bit of advice we're also happy just to have a chat just to try and give you direction of what you might want or what you may need. So, um, so again, it's it's kind of that um, you probably uh, you know drinking your own champagne there, aren't you? You know, talked about a good pen tester is um, somebody who can do pretty much what you want, and you have just described as a as a company, you can do pretty much anything that uh, that, uh, that you need the customer to do. So, so that's a good start. So, um, well, look, I, I, as we come to the end of our time here, Phil, um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's been you know, a fascinating chat, and I say I've actually learned quite a lot about um, the breadth and the kind of things that you should be doing with a pen test. So. But if people want to find out a little bit more about you guys or, you know, come and haunt you on the internet and things like that, are there are there good ways that, you know, they can find out more about Sakura or maybe generally things they can find out about pen testing and what it can and can't do for them? Um, and, and if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that as well? Yeah. So, first of all, our website is sakuraconsulting.com, which is S-E-C-O-R-A consulting.com. Uh, my email address is p.graham, which is spelled G-R-A-H-A-M, at sagoraconsulting.com. Um, so, yeah, feel free to reach out to us, have a chat. Uh, more than happy to give advice. If, you, if you're just interested and you want to know more, please reach out. To, I am very happy just to help anybody. Um, regarding further reading, there is a, a great online resource called OWASP, uh, which is O-W-A-S-P. If you search for OWASP, they'll tell you everything you could ever want to know about pen testing and what you can do and how to even secure things, uh, especially online. So if you have a, a web application, they'll, they'll go into some great detail about how you can support, secure uh, certain aspects of your website. Um, so that's a really good resource if anyone's just interested in doing a little bit of further reading. 
Well, Phil, I mean, that's that's great stuff. And actually, you know, I'll make sure all those resources go in the show notes, and that um, you know, so so people can go find them. And um, but yeah, I say, I mean, thanks for that kind of uh, you know broad intro into pen testing, and say then the kind of breadth of stuff that you guys can do. So um, look, really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Perfect, and thank you for having me, Paul. It's been really good. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. And if you do enjoy the show, why not leave a review? It'll help other people to find the Tech Interviews podcast series. To make sure you keep hearing from our great guests, then why not subscribe? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Stitcher, as well as all other good homes of podcasts. So until next time, thanks for listening. (laughs) 